0: This episode of the podcast is quite different to the content I usually put out. Today, instead, I will be reading an excerpt from my book, which is yet to be finished and obviously yet to be published. The title of the book is Being and Becoming, The Journey of Self-Discovery. I am both excited and apprehensive to share this with you because this book lays bare my soul. It involved a lot of vulnerability in writing it, and I am still writing it. It's interesting because the book is about self-discovery and the journey of becoming on both a personal and a cosmic scale, but in the writing of it, it has been an integral part of my own journey, so it performs that which it is about Also, this is very different to the other podcasts I have released, which have either been interviews or other solo episodes that are more informational and discursive and conversational, right? So they're dealing with describing, explaining, exploring, rather than inhabiting, embodying, presenting the experience of, and that may not be comprehensible to you in this moment but perhaps I can address that at another time also it's worth noting that writing for me is what I identify with primarily writing is like breathing I cannot live without it literature and the written word has saved my life more times than I can tell you My driving motivation behind writing this book, other than the fact that it is a creative urge and impulsion that I don't really even have any control over, it's sort of writing itself. And and it's almost like it has to come out of me. But beyond that, on a more cerebral level, my intention with it, the reason I am writing it is because I believe that We will affect people's lives most powerfully through art, not through describing or explaining. This reaches only one level of a person's mind. Art is a potent tool to communicate something that is beyond language. Now, of course, I'm dealing in the realm of language, and that's what so many authors um, have struggled with, how to express the inexpressible That which is beyond words through words. I suppose I attempt to do that. It is up for you to discern how effectively I manage it. Anyway, without further ado, let us begin. I am going to be reading an excerpt from the first chapter, which is entitled In Our End Is Our Beginning. We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started, and know the place for the first time. Through the unknown, unremembered gate, when the last of earth left to discover, is that which was the beginning. T.S. Eliot for Quartets. A wise sage once said that the only constant is change. And it is true, is it not? By the time you will have finished reading this sentence, the hand on the clock will have ticked forward, a baby somewhere in the world will have taken her first breath, and a whale deep in the ocean will have begun to sing. More often than not, though, change happens slowly, imperceptibly, like the movement of continents across eons, or how we live with ourselves in each and every single moment, and yet we grow older without noticing. Have you ever thought about that, about how you came to be who you are, I mean? Because as you know, life's journey is a meandering one and a mysterious one at that full of rough edges and dark corners, as well as aching beauty and sweet, smooth twists of fate. I am curious then, dear reader, what hand of cards you were dealt, and what events have since come to pass. I want to know what dreams burn inside of you, what fears plague you and how you make sense of it all. Most of all, though, I wonder... What were the moments that made you and how have they helped you evolve? You see, I do not believe that we are here by accident and I do not believe it a coincidence that you are reading this book right now for there is poetry within you that wants to unfold. Yes, great glimmering shards of poetry, poetry born in the firmament, eager to be written and realised by a conscious hand. It has a cosmic origin, this poetry, for it is something much more than this world. And yet it knows the earth more intimately than we do, for it was here when the earth was born. It breathes in ancient trees and the sway of leaves and soars across the snow-capped peaks of mountains. It glistens unseen in silver moonbeams, and gives form to the waves in the sea. Unlike humans, whose corporeal form will inevitably decay, the cosmic poetry is unconcerned with and unconfined by time, because it is quite simply beyond it, although it moves through it like music. It cannot be forced either. Rather, It unfolds and unfurls at precisely the right moment, the same way that the petals of a rare blooming rose in the desert unfurl, patient and precious and perfect. Once, many moons ago, I saw it myself, contoured in a murmuration of starlings. I saw how it arced and curved and spun back on itself, I saw how it appeared in evernest, how it danced between stillness and movement and united the many into one. As time has gone on, the cosmic poetry has made itself more intimately known to me. It has woven itself, intricately and fundamentally, into the fabric of my life. You see, all the literary arts are a kind of weaving... Hence the word text, which derives from the Latin textere, meaning to weave. It is in witnessing its weaving that I have come to understand the meaning of becoming. And that is what this book is about. As I shall explicate later, I argue that this cosmic poetry is the very reason something as abstract as music is able to move us that, in fact, it is the cosmic poetry that moves through us when we listen to a Beethoven quartet. I argue that the cosmic poetry is the reason why we are captivated by the turn of the seasons and the flames of a fire, why a forest of redwoods or a thundering waterfall evokes a sense of reverence within us. I argue it is the reason why our ancestors created vast, megalithic monuments – and painted upon the walls of caves, and why, when we gaze upon a Rothko or a Rembrandt, we sense that we behold the truth. You see, the cosmic poetry speaks to a hidden art at the heart of science, that which mainstream science has yet to see. Many genius minds have known about it, Max Planck, T.S. Eliot, Virginia Woolf, Erwin Schrödinger, David Bohm and Aldous Huxley, to name a few. Many superlative artists, writers and musicians encoded it in their work without even realising. It pertains not only to the broader lens of cosmology, but also to our most vital ontology – and supports the correlation between the two. It is inseparable from the realm of higher-dimensional mathematics and quantum physics. And yet, it is also intimately connected with unconditional love. With each day that passes, the poetic pattern becomes more complex and more cohesive. And we are part of it. What I am talking about is emphatically not God. No, it is not that. It is, however, a far cry from the cold and mechanical universe that we were taught about in school. To the contrary, this cosmic poetry tells us that our lives are replete with meaning and purpose, that there is a powerful, vital undercurrent to our existence which is yearning to be known. I suppose it is something a little like Henri Bergson's Alain Vital." Oh, but it is so much more than this. Words shall fail each and every single time. You see, I know only a little. But what I do know is this, that the cosmic poetry belongs to a creative intelligence, and it is inextricably bound with change and growth and evolution. And yet... And yet, so many of us are growing older without changing much at all. In the words of the German poet Rainer Maria Rilke, whatever closes itself into staying the same is already petrified. The thing is, on the whole, we humans are forged in the furnace of childhood, for better or for worse, and herein the patterns are born. Yes, the patterns. The clandestine sort, the sticky self-sabotaging sort that creep up on us without us even realising. The patterns reside in the shadow realm. Since they inhabit the great caverns of the unconscious, they are not easy to overcome. And, left unchecked, they will proceed to govern our choices, our behaviours and our beliefs. And we shall call it fate. The patterns keep us small. They keep us afraid. They tune out the euphonious song of destiny and keep us staying the same. For a great many of us then, life feels as random as a roll of the dice, strewn with challenges that we don't want to face. But perhaps we take comfort in the notion that, if only, if only we work hard enough. If only we have enough money and have a nice car. If only we lose enough weight or marry the right person. Then things will be okay and we shall be happy. Well, maybe things will be okay. And maybe we will be happy. But then we will have neglected the vital thing. That there is another dimension to this existence. And the human psyche has the keys to unlock it. You see... We are weavers of worlds, and there exists within us something enchanted. It is a bridge between two realms, like the tail of a shooting star, momentarily imprinted across the nighttime sky. If we are not paying attention, we'll miss it. The truth is that too often, for too many of us, the years slip by like water through our fingers. We amass the impressions of innumerable days but stay more or less the same and then as we near the end of the road we wake up one day to see the contours of all our smiles and our sorrows etched across our face and realise that our lives, stretched behind us, are nothing more than a handful of memories and faded stardust. Life will pass us by if we let it and for the most part change happens by degrees. But then, dear reader, there are occasions in life when change has the texture and volume of rumbling thunder, when it is a process that makes itself known and we become aware that something is happening. That is how I experienced it. A seismic shift felt deep in my physical body and on the most essential plane of my being. It was not a single moment, but a constellation of them. Cracks in the fabric of space-time emerged and shattered my entire world. Just as a new moon simultaneously marks the end of one cycle and the beginning of another, this phase in my life was the end and the beginning of it all. What changed? Only everything, and yet somehow nothing at all. You see, the further forward I went, the further back I came. The more I progressed on my journey, the closer I returned to myself, to who and what I was at the very beginning, right when I was born. Inadvertently, I had found myself on a voyage of discovery, and it took me straight back to the source. It was a curious expansion. But the deeper down I ventured, the higher up I flew. I flew right up into the stars. I found there, on the breath of intergalactic winds, and in the movements of distant moons, the very deepest recesses of my own self. I discovered there, deep within and high above, a placid lake and eternal stillness, I recovered there, the dim yet still burning embers of my soul. It is this axial moment of endings and beginnings upon which this whole story spins. Were it not for this my story would have been one of stagnation, desperation and despair. More likely, I would not have lived to tell the tale, for the existential anguish would have been too much to bear. But this is not the case. This is instead a tale of redemption, realisation and transformation, of discovery, hope and wonder. And it is about much more than me. It is about all of us, about the potential and the poetry that lies dormant within, and the trials and the tribulations that we must each of us face. Deeper still, it is about the cosmic essence that unites us all and from which we have been severed. Come with me then. I want to take you on a journey, a journey of becoming past the ancient oak trees of England and the vast cathedral-like halls of the British Library, along the concrete streets of New York and into the primordial jungles of Costa Rica. Beyond this, and yet within this, somehow through all of this, we shall find ourselves venturing someplace other, somewhere that defies logic and the limitations of the intellectual mind, We shall venture into the very heart of the mythic dimension and we shall reclaim that which is sacred. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your giving your time and attention. This is a small request for those who feel that my content offers them value or meaning in any way. If you are able to support me That would make a huge difference to my life. This can be done really easily on Patreon, which is a platform set up specifically for creators to be supported by their fans and the people who follow their content. I'll attach the link in the show notes. You can take a look. There's various tiers um, of different financial contributions ranging from, you know, pretty, pretty small amounts. So take a look if you are able to.